Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, and I am really excited about today's show. You are in for a treat. I met this young man just recently, and I am so happy. I feel like kindred spirits. I really do, uh, even though we're thousands of miles away from each other. Uh, my guest today is the wonderful Howard Whiteson, who is known as the uh, Charisma Coach. And uh, he, he has worked with so many people and very, I don't know, a, a small little outfit called Apple, right? You're going to tell us a little bit about the work that you've yep. done for Apple. <laughs> and, uh, and one reason why I wanted to bring uh, Howard on is, of course, to talk about the importance. If you're a coach or consultant, a service provider, and you're doing video, how important the voice is and what you say what you don't say, but what you say, and I'm also guilty of that number one issue that so many of us have, the us or ums, ah, uh, um, those type of things. We'll talk about that, but really, most importantly, and what I see happening with my clients and people all around the world is this inability to make the ask. In other words, the sales, the pitch, and it's the dreaded pitch. We seem to have conjured up images of used car salesmen. And we're like, no, I don't want to do that. I can't be that. But Howard is going to help us with that and give us some really good tools to, to navigate how we can pitch our wares, pitch our services and do it and sleep well at night. So welcome to the show, Howard. Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine. Oh, thank you so much, Christine. And thank you most of all for referring to me as a young man. Because <laughs> I'm young on the inside. <laughs> but I do feel also, like you, that we are kindred spirits brought together by the power of the internet. And so I'm delighted to be here. Absolutely. Well, and also you had, as soon as I heard you speak, I went, oh, his voice. Because, see, I was in radio <laughs> for 20 plus years. And every now yeah. and then I'd come across someone and I'd say, oh, my gosh, what do you do? Oh, you know. I'm a chef. I'm a, you know, I'm a mechanic. I'm a, this, I was like, you need to get on the radio. Your voice is beautiful. So as soon as I heard your voice, I went, yeah. Oh, there's someone who understands and appreciates the voice and the power of our voices. Mm. Um, talk about That's how it. you got started in this business. Uh, first of all, the charisma coach. I, I love, I love the idea of yeah. that, uh, the whole concept, but how did you start all in this right. business working with people? So, Really, I started working with people when I was nine years old. That's where my journey began in a very famous market in London called Portobello Road Market, which had people really coming in from all over the world. And my father had a, a stand there that sold antiquarian maps and prints. And he would go away at lunchtime and say, Howard, you can give no more than 10% discount. And so armed with that, I became a nine-year-old salesperson. And the interesting thing, Christine, is that Wiley dealers 
it made no difference to them that I was nine years old. They were pushing for the hardest possible bargain. And that's when I really learned the rules of the sales game. As a young child, I had a kind of velvety outside, but an inner nerves of steel. And then I went on to form charisma coaching. I became a semi-professional magician, then an actor, and I delivered charisma coaching around the world. And then about five years ago, I was called to, to bring that online. And the reason I'm so empathetic to anyone who struggles to sell or be charismatic online is because when I came online, despite all my decades of experience, I didn't know what to do either. It's very different when you're across the room from somebody, you're able to shake their hand or make them a cup of tea or perhaps refer to things they have in their office or their workspace and build rapport. But when you're talking into a cold, hard camera lens, it's very disconcerting for, for all of us, I think. And so I had to begin again. And the number one need that people have told me about is this whole challenge around negotiating and building solid relationships and indeed the dirty S word, the sales word, which let's face it, most of us are not trained to do. We're experts in our particular service or product or area, but the actual business of selling can be uncomfortable and made even more so by this cold medium of the lens so that's really where i feel drawn and i'm on a bit of a mission now christine as you probably know to to make a million people charismatic online so far i've made three but you know it's not bad, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. well maybe some of that will rub off on me as well uh, i oh, you don't need, you know you don't what need I... it i think <laughs> thank you you know what is uh what comes to mind is our relationship with money and, and finances. A lot of us grew up in a household where the only arguments we heard were around the pocketbook or about the checkbook, you know, how much did you spend? What did you do this? You know, around tax time, you hear the phrase, uh, I've got to pay taxes. Oh, I've got to pay my taxes. And I've changed that the last few years, I've turned that around to say, I get to pay taxes it's just a little change in a word right but the idea is that at least i have enough i've i've made an income enough of an income that i get to pay taxes right and i used to back in the day when you wrote a check to the uh, irs i used to write in the memo in the little memo part i would say please use this money for peaceful purposes <laughs> And I would bless the check off and say, okay, this is, this is going to be used for something positive. So I put a positive spin on it, but many of us have uh, a bit of a, a scary relationship with money and, and finances. And then that ask the dreaded ask for money or ask for in exchange, it could be even barter, but really it's that, it's that asking for that money, um, I remember as a kid, I hated to ask for my allowance. I thought it should be, if I have an allowance, I should just get it and I don't need to ask for it. But no, I did. I needed to, hey, um, 
do you think I could maybe possibly get my allowance? Hey. And so I think many of us carry that on into adulthood and into our professions as well. But how do you, how, how do you work with people to get them comfortable enough to say, you know what, I am worth this. This is what I charge or, you know, maybe they're undercharging and yeah. they need to charge more. How do you work that with them? How do you, how do you get them comfortable with that? Yeah. Well, you've brought up three wonderful subjects, I think. One is the whole mindset around money itself. The second is asking for money. And then the third is undervaluing ourselves. And in a way, they're all linked. What I learned very young was that, and if people want to write one note down, it could be this, sales is a game. Now, it's a noble game. It's both an art and a science, but essentially it's a transactional game. And the most valuable thing I think of when I think of selling my own services is that word services. We're selling a service and sales in itself is or can be a service. So rather than focusing on trying to sell somebody something, I try to provide a service to somebody. And that service primarily in a sales conversation is to bring them clarity. If I can bring that person a clarity about whether or not they should be focusing on an area I can help them with, first of all, or whether there are other priorities that should come first, that is a service that's given them save them perhaps months of wondering what they should do next. If we decide that we don't want to work together, but they go on to something very useful and productive that helps them, I've given them a service. So whatever the result of that conversation, if I've helped someone to become clearer about what their next best step should be, then I've given that service. So that's one mindset change that may be helpful to your listeners and viewers christine just in terms of sales is clarity and clarity is service when it comes to asking i'm going to give you just a very quick trick and you may laugh when you hear this but i urge you to try it and that's to write down for yourself just a few ways of asking first of all so let's just take shall we go for it do you want to move ahead should we take the next step? There's many, many ways of asking. And put those into a nursery rhyme. And the reason for that is precisely what you said to me. These asking blocks that we might have very often go back to childhood and childhood problems around asking for money or around money in general in the family. And by putting it into a nursery rhyme, we just start to loosen up. And I'll I'll just make one up as we go, which goes, shall we go for it? Why not do it? Let's put your name on it. Let's have a go. Want to move ahead. <laughs> and you just start to lighten up around the whole process. You're smiling. I'm laughing. And again, without diminishing the importance of getting sales, we want to be as relaxed and as natural as we possibly can in those times where it the client may be nervous and worried about moving ahead. And if we're nervous and worried about moving ahead as well, then it's 
ain't going to happen. If we're relaxed and we're not really focused on the result of the money, but more on providing service and making light of those kinds of ask questions, that can help a lot. And then the undervaluing. So one thing I recommend everyone does is something called return on investment, often shortened to ROI, where as best as you possibly can, you write down the monetary value of what it is you're doing, not just in the immediate term, but in the medium and even the long term. Let's just say, for example, Christine, that you were an entrepreneur struggling with sales and your average client brought you in $2,500. And I could, over the course of three months, get you four clients. That's made you $10,000. And I'm going to charge you $3,000 for that. There's a very strong return on investment. Not only that, but with those skills that have helped you to bring in those four additional clients, you can then go on to bring in eight, 10, 12, 15 additional clients for as long as your career lasts. So if you multiply that out, then the value becomes very obvious. And it becomes obvious to me when I'm asking, and therefore I can be very confident that what I'm doing has a real value for you. And it's not subject to the kind of what we might call imposter syndrome, where we feel we're asking for a lot of money for something that we're not really sure is going to help people. When it comes to the softer skills, like relationships or healing, I would, as much as possible, try to put a cost on that in terms of what would it cost you if, as a result of the stress you feel, your relationship is threatened or pushed beyond boundaries that you want to go to? And what if you lost your partner? Could you put a price on that? And I would just simply ask your potential client, if you had to, I know it's an impossible question, what kind of price would you put on that just in terms of medical bills or analysts' bills? <laughs> and so as much as possible, we're trying to get intangible results to be as tangible as they can possibly be for the people that we're providing that service or product to. And that... I have personally found tremendously helpful. The other thing yes. is just to look around, look around at your competitors. And again, there's very different advice around this, but you know, many people look at competitors and then they pitch themselves somewhere in the middle. I would say, look around at your competitors, examine what you do that makes you really, really special. And go to the top of that tree because that's really uncontested territory in terms of your uniqueness, your, your charisma. And that's really what I'm interested in bringing out in people is this moving beyond formulas and templates and scripts into what is really special, what's really outstanding in who you are, because you're outstanding, Christine. Everyone has elements of their personality that are truly wonderful, remarkable, unique. And so I've got a very strong belief that that 
often gets crushed out of us by various circumstances in life, but it can be reborn, it can be remade. You you mentioned my voice and, yeah. you know, this is not the voice I was born with. And it it sounds funny perhaps to say that, but we we assume, unless somebody tells us differently, that the voice we have is the voice we got dealt dealt by God or whoever was dealing the cards at that point. But our voices, like our personalities and like our approaches, can be changed and do change over time. And so they can be improved and polished up. And for me, that's another whole way of going at the, the money question is when we become much stronger and more charismatic and more confident of that uniqueness, many of those money issues tend to fade away. Oh, and and what you were saying about earlier, I think it's really important to focus in on is the return on investment. And I was yeah. just speaking with a client today about, oh, because she's got just all these beautiful gifts. She's got a beautiful heart and she wants to do so much, but she's, it's that self, you know, Oh, I, that imposter syndrome, right? Who am I? Oh, I don't want the camera on me, this type thing. And what I always try and do is to say, but look at all of the people who could benefit from your service and you're here to be of service, but look at all of those people who will not be able to know you exist or that you're here on this planet if you don't put yourself out there you know people are yeah. not going to magically you know walk by your your house and go oh i know there's somebody here that has something that i need let me go and knock on the door you do need to be out there right and um, i'd, I'd, I'd I, go I, yeah i beg your pardon I, I would go even further and i would say depending on your belief system either god or our genetic makeup or our background has given us these gifts. I would say it's our duty. Mm, it's yes. our duty to bring those. And if we neglect that duty, we've done a disservice. Just, just as sales is service, a lack of sales is a disservice because all those people who could benefit from that gift are now wandering through the world somewhat less than they could otherwise be. And oh, absolutely. so when when times get hard, I will often remind myself of that. You know, it's my duty to bring this charisma to the camera for as many people as I can, because so many people struggle and there are solutions and they do work. And so there's a lot of hope in what we do when we offer people our gifts. And so I think we're bound to bring them. And I think you offer something much you you offer something much more than th helping people tap into that that charisma and using their voice and re flipping the script on the the ask and the, and the sales aspect of it. I think so, you're also someone that can see the bigger picture because so much of us when we're a coach or a consultant or an entrepreneur our head where we don't see beyond the trees right we just see what we, yeah. what we what's right in front of us and with you you're able to sort of step back and say you know 
something that I that I see in you that is really needed by people, by a lot of people, is X, Y, Z. You have this gift of blah, 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 whatever that is. And I think that is so important because as entrepreneurs, sometimes we don't see how magical we are. We don't see those gifts. We only see, well, I studied this in school and I'm accredited in this, and this is what I'm going to be, and this is what I'm going to do. And someone like yourself is able to just sort of look at the situation, look at the person and go, you know what? Right. And so much of that yeah. is part of our branding because our branding is uh, your, your product, your service. It's not so much a gizmo. It's you. It's you. Yeah. 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 That's, that's so, so important. I mean, it's lovely of you to say that, you know, and I do have that gift of being able to go and look at people's overall business and find ways to really help them define that brand and define themselves within it. But funnily enough, just like the Michelin star chef who's got nothing in the fridge when you go to their apartment, I need help with my own branding. And so there's this wonderful phrase, you know, you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. And so I think we're all in this position where coaching is tremendously helpful. I've had a number of wonderful coaches through my whole career starting with my dad who was 10 percent that was his coaching <laughs> all the way through to very sophisticated coaches who really understand our struggles and our blindness and our inability to see our own value and so this is a a wonderful way that i believe we can all help one another to grow it's uh, it's a particular problem that we all have i think of how do we really put a value on what we do how do we express it in a way that connects with the people we want to work with how do we open doors deepen professional relationships and then ultimately close charismatically with those those deals those contracts yes. so i think I like, all of I, that i, I, I like your um, your suggestion of turning it into sort of a nursery rhyme thing i think that's fun i think what i do i've, mm. I've gotten to the point where i'll say too i'll say so do you want to go steady you know like <laughs> it's like <laughs> right well, you know? i love that because that's a, a wonderful example of another te technique which you can consciously use which is in the moments of greatest tension which is often when we first start speaking to people and when we attempt to ask them for their money or the business we use some humor and again not everyone is comfortable with humor humor can be risky because you may right. say something the other person just doesn't get um, but i've used humor a lot a long long time ago i used to sell hot tubs jacuzzis uh, mm -hmm. and i've mm -hmm. sold them all around america for a while with a big californian company and i used to be this strange english per person in america and i would often open my conversation with can i get you into hot water and many people <laughs> laughed at that yeah. but some people i'm not going to name any states of america but some people <laughs> looked at me and just said where are you from? Oh, so you foreigner. Can be risky. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. But I think when we get to really play and realize that it is a game uh, that 
people play. And it's a noble game, but one that we can relax into and we can enjoy that process, then I think it becomes much, much easier. When yeah. we need the results, it's very difficult. When we say to ourselves, I need this sale, I need this deal, it becomes an almost a smell that other people can pick up on. It's the stinky sales. It's the stinky, it's the stinky sales yeah. uh, energy. It's and the desperation yeah. and desperation yeah. will have the, anybody who it, you could be a surgeon and you, and somebody whose leg is hanging off. And if you have that desperation scent on you, they'll just, they'll hop yeah. along somewhere else, you know, exactly. it's because, and, and it's unfortunate. It was, that was my, that's one of my issues that I have with LinkedIn is that, you know, with every other social media, uh, it's, it's a, it's a give and take and, you know, people comment and, you know, it's lovely. Yeah. And with LinkedIn, every single time when I say, okay, I'll accept you into my world, whatever, within 30 seconds, there's a, there's a, um, a, a yeah. very desperate pitch, uh, immediately without getting to yeah. know me, you know, it's a, it's a cold yeah. sales pitch. Yeah. And, um, I want yeah. to tell them, don't do that. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think it's really because people don't know how to have a good introduction. And this again, goes back to this root of how do I brand myself? How do I have a conversation with somebody that shows my, uniqueness and my value before I actually ask for anything to allow me to find out whether I can actually help this person at all do they do they need my services so I think these are problems unique to the internet in some ways or made worse if you like by the internet the other thing I think that gets people down a bit with the idea of sales is they see so much of that type of messaging and so much sleaziness and pushiness and frankly, manipulation and fear of missing out. And we've all probably been manipulated. No, I have into buying stuff that I thought, my God, what have I just bought? And so I think there's a danger that we associate ourselves or we feel we need to associate ourselves with that type of energy whereas for me learning so early that sales is a game it, it that being a game does not mean that it can't be authentic that it can't be aligned with our real selves it just means we understand the rules and one of the first rules of sales is precisely what you say um do you want to get to know me a little bit before you 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 ask to date me you know <laughs> let alone marry me or whatever so i think these are these are just rules of the game but once people understand it becomes easier for them the other opposite phenomenon i don't know if you've noticed this people either go straight for the sale or they'll just say something very bland indeed like i hope you're having a good day well <laughs> i mean really no you know my my platform's broken my internet's rubbish whatever and besides which what do you really care this is someone who doesn't even know me so i think coming up with a good what you would call a perhaps an elevator pitch or a good introduction a good way of framing who you are so 
people think, wow, this is somebody who stands out from that noise. That's in itself something that people often need help with. And I, th I think standing out um, without without mimicking, because uh, uh, sometimes people can look at other people that are successful, entrepreneurs or coaches, and try and they say, well, if I got to be like that, I need to be like this person. And what you find is that the ones that are really um, amazingly successful and happy in their business are people that are, they're not like another person. They're uniquely themselves. And it's almost like that unicorn, you know, it's that, that person that stands out and you're like, you're so different, yet there's something about you that I resonate with that, that I, um, I dream of becoming, I would, I'd just like to be next to you so that I, some of that can rub off on me, that type of, of feeling. And yeah, I think that's something yeah. that's important that you don't need to copy or mimic someone else. It is great to study the masters. If you're a musician, if you're an artist, it's wonderful to study the masters. And I think to get some inspiration, uh, that helps. But to try and be another, you know, Anthony, uh, Tony Robbins or Deepak Chopra or whomever it is, uh, I, th I think that we're, we're going along, along that route and we'll be disappointed if we think that we're going to, you know, try and emulate and be exactly like those people. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what I somewhat jokingly referred to as the bland leading the bland. I don't mean to imply that those people are bland, but there's a tendency, and I've suffered from it myself, to reach for scripts and templates and formulas because precisely we're lost in this strange online world and we don't know how to express our value necessarily. We reach for these imitations, these models. So if Tony Robbins produces a formula, the very best I'll ever get is to become a pale imitation of him. And I'm not, you know, for one thing, I'm not seven foot hulking guy with huge paws instead of, <laughs> you know, I'm a gentle English chap basically, but with a steel interior, you, you are very different from me. And yet each of us has a wonderful aspect of charisma. And often I'll talk to people one-to-one -one who are perfectly friendly and cuddly and lovely, but as soon as it comes to selling or any kind of marketing of their work, freeze into a, into a imitation of somebody else. And so I think a lot of my work certainly is helping people to give themselves the permission to be themselves. And rather than authentic, I prefer the word aligned because authentic is sometimes difficult for us. I think we're authentic with our partners. We're another authentic person, perhaps in business. We're an authentic person, maybe with our friends in with our parents and this authenticity can be a shifting phenomenon. But when we're aligned with our deepest values, when we, we know deep in our heart that what we're doing is in its own way, small or large, going to change the world for the better, we have no problem expressing that aspect of self. We don't need templates or scripts or formulas. Or, we or can funnels. breathe and live ourselves. <laughs> 
Well, no, I mean, I, I do have a kind of a funnel, but I think of it not as a funnel because the idea of a funnel is putting sausage meat in and out the other end comes a sausage. Yes. I, you know, it's people. So I, I think of it more as a people journey. You could argue that this is the beginning of a funnel in that people are getting to know me for the first time. Yes. If they want to know more about me, they can find out more. So we do need to take people on a structured journey, journey. And, a, and a considered journey oh, I love that, that, that yes. allows them to discover us and that allows them to decide for themselves whether or not they want to go deeper or go further with us. Rather I think than that is so important. Pushing them. And, and, and again, the, with the LinkedIn model, instead of just immediately, you know, uh, say, buy this, buy, buy, buy me, buy this. Um, I think that journey is important. That's why I love doing, well, I love doing public speaking. I love doing workshops, free workshops or low, low, low cost workshops where you get a group of people together and it's a wonderful way for them to experience me and my style. And, you know, a lot of it, people say, oh, you know, you're so funny. I had such a good time. And on top of it, they're learning whatever it is that I'm teaching. But I like that because people get it's like being able to taste, you know, have an appetizer before you sit down and pay for a full four course meal. So they get an idea of how I yeah. am. Right. And I also get an idea of how they yeah. are because, you know, I'm 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 picky with who I take on as a client. I'm going to be spending my yeah. energy, my life force with that person. And so I want to make sure that it's that reciprocal, beautiful relationship and not something that, you know, yeah. I look at my calendar and I go, oh, God, it's Debbie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to do yeah. that. I don't want to have that. No. No, we've all had Debbies. And again, this goes back to <laughs> de desperation Debbie we've had where, oh, you know, and yes. we're scrabbling perhaps maybe at the beginning of our businesses or, or times are hard and we'll just take on somebody because we need the money. And those types of relationships are very detrimental usually to everyone involved. And so I think part of the journey of getting to know you is also deciding whether I'm am I committed to what it's going to take to change according to what you can give me, Christine? You know, I can't accept your gifts unless I too am going to take the risk of working and bringing my gifts and going wrong and going down a blind alley and having to go back and do it again. And so it's not, it's a messy business in a way that, that again, some of the argument I have with this sort of funnel approach, this I can give you an exact, precise approach that's going to work in all instances is that it just life is much messier than that and much more organic than that. Yeah. And so some of the exercises I've given you today, some people will love that and they'll be forever more wandering around singing closing lines to the nursery rhyme someone else will be left totally cold and nonplussed and think, well, is that it? I can't use that. So I think really what we're trying to do on that journey is find whether that person can really give us what we need. And that mm. takes time. It, it's not something we can necessarily judge immediately, particularly exactly. something as complex as building an online business and 
bringing charisma to the camera and it it takes time to establish and there's plenty of video coaches out there i when people can't work with me and they say howard i don't like your style first of all i'm pleased because i have a style that they don't like (laughs) and secondly i know plenty of coaches they're friends of mine who i will refer that person to because it's much more important that that person moves forward than necessarily works only with me or only with you so i think these competitive elements that are so much promoted in society are often detrimental to our Mm. well-being and i think it's a thing of it's it's becoming a thing of the past as well because i know myself like um i'll have a client who desperately needs something that i either can't provide or don't want to provide so can i build a website yes i built my own website do I want to build websites for people? No, I would. I know that there, there are people that they love building websites. They eat, breathe, breathe, sleep, you know, website, 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 website. And I would much rather take that client of mine and send them to someone who's an expert with a website, let's say, or whatever service, knowing that they're going to get what they need. And then that just builds trust with them, with me for them with me because they yeah. they know that I'm not just trying to get a sale. You know, I'm just not trying to, to, to keep them, uh, to keep them here. So I do a lot of referrals out. I do for so many different people and so many different services because I, I know what I'm good yeah. at, you know, I know what I'm good at and I'm solid at. And then there are other times where I do need to send people to, to someone else and just say, when you, when yeah. you're done with that, when you have your website, come back <laughs> yeah put it down and even back. even yeah even further i i would say i know what i'm good at but there's other people who are just as good as me but in a different way yes and so start style also comes into it and approach when i say the word charisma sometimes people think well does that mean how would i have to be loud and razzmatazz you know jazz hands no <laughs> For me, charisma is a gentle, quiet, listening path, a path that's full of integrity and responsiveness and has about it that alignment that I spoke about where we can really inspire and lead and motivate through the strength of our expertise and the passion that we bring that nobody else can bring to our particular subject. So for me, those things, if people are left nonplussed by that, there's no point us working together. Better to go for a template or a formula person or somebody who does it in a jazz different hands. way. Jazz hands. Yeah, or a jazz hand person. You're the first person that's, that's ever been on my show that's used the word jazz hands. Jazz hands. Good. I love well, I'm it. I'm glad I've made a first. Well, and, and this gets to something that I, I, I wanted to, to cover and talk about. And I, I know, I know the power of, of our voice and, and how we speak because I've 20 years in broadcast radio where nobody can see you. There's, there's no, there's no camera on you and all they can do is hear you and feel your intention. And when you take those pauses, those beautiful dramatic pauses, always when I would take a, a pause, when I was on air, 
the general manager or the program director would run by the window and say, are we off the air? You know, and I said, no, I was, somebody just said something very moving and I needed to take a pause. We don't have to fill, you know, we don't have to fill everything with words, but can you talk about the importance of our voice when we're communicating either on a video for doing a video for TikTok or Instagram, but also when we have those moments, those maybe those consultations, those strategy sessions, those first calls, the importance of our voice and how we come across. Because I think this is something a lot of people are not aware of and they need to be, they need to be. Yeah, I mean, it's for me more critical than green screens, lighting, camera angles, and looking good is sounding at our best. And I'm fortunate to have had a professional performer's training in vocal techniques. And the beautiful thing about it for me is that our voices, as I mentioned before, can be changed and they can be changed without a great deal of effort, but it has to be done correctly. This is not something you want to go to the social media channels to look up. How do I change my voice? And I'll give you just one example of a somebody who learned wrongly, and that was, God bless her, lover or loather, Margaret Thatcher, who used to be the Prime Minister of England. And her voice was lowered by an octave but it was lowered by an octave by basically her PR agents who said, you've got to lower your voice if you want to run the country and speak with authority. So she lowered her voice, but she damaged it permanently in the process. So caveat emptor, buyer beware, go to a professional voice coach like myself, or there are many of them, to learn how to breathe correctly, how to resonate so we're using the bone structures in our in our skull largely to give our voices a wonderful richness how to project so we can reach through the camera lens right into the hearts and minds and souls of our listeners and clients those three elements in fact i've put together in a free video series that i'll be very happy to share with your listeners that would give somebody a very strong foundation. And the beautiful thing is that just in a couple of weeks, you'll notice your voice is changing. It's getting deeper. It's getting more rounded, more mellow. There's more of a tune to it. You mentioned one of the most important factors, which is silence. Again, it's part of my world part of a game in a sense that it's like a spice on top of a curry that just that extra spice we want to be careful how much we use it but at certain critical moments as you mentioned you know a particularly emotional moment on the radio or a particular moment where somebody is thinking something through we give them the space to breathe, to think it through, to feel that emotion and to perhaps feel some of the 
implications of that without constantly hammering away one thing after another so people don't really have a chance to think or remember anything so i think for me breathing diaphragmatically rather than when we get tense and nervous we tend to breathe from our chest or up here or in our nose or we may go very high pitched all these problems we may sound monotone and wish our voices were more colorful all of these can be corrected and so for me that's a wonderful message of hope for any of your listeners who feel my voice is boring it's dull or as you mentioned right at the top of the show i've got ums and ahs these things can all be cured literally taken away entirely and I know because I've done that and I've done that for many hundreds of my clients from around the world, including, as you mentioned, people at Apple. So it's it's a, a powerful instrument, our voice. It's like an instrument in an orchestra where our body, our voice, our minds, our hearts all go together. And so just to go back in a way to what we were talking about about closing and about asking for a sale we can also as well as the mindset approach we can also approach it purely from a vocal point of view and allow our voice to feed back and influence our own emotions so once we learn how to play the tune of our voices to its best effect we can then harness that power to influence our emotional being and in turn, the emotional being of people who are listening to us, watching us, responding to us. So it becomes mm, yeah. an incredibly powerful tool. It is an absolutely powerful tool. I I just did an example last night. Uh, I was at a networking event and there were some um, wonderful speakers up and uh, the audience were asking different questions. And some were would just stand up and did, did, they had a microphone. But uh, they would just stand up from where they were and they would just kind of um, not yell out what they were saying, asking questions, but they didn't have a microphone. And then some did have a microphone and they would still talk like kind of like this and this. And when it came to me, the, they said, any other questions? And I, and I said, yes. And she said, do you want the microphone? I said, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I said, yes, I do. And I just brought that puppy right up to my to my mouth. And I asked my question and I, and I spoke in a way like this, you know, sort of like directly into the microphone and asked them a question. And I swear you could have seen all these hundred, it was a hundred women, all of their heads whipped around. They were like, who's that voice? What is that? Because I spoke yeah. with, well, char charisma, right? But I spoke with authenticity and confidence. And I spoke yeah. clearly into that microphone and I'm used to hearing my voice. So I know like, you know, I know the level of, of where to take it, but that got so many heads spun around. And then after that, I had about three women come up to me and, um, and hand me their business card and say, I don't, I just, I don't know. I just need to talk to you because I don't know who you are, but I really need to talk to you. And so that was just yeah. in a small little example about the power of the voice and, as yes. you know, I do podcast coaching as well, uh, helping people with with um, creating their podcast and their vodka videos. And I tell them all the time, it's so important to pay attention to your voice and the way in which you use it. 
because if you're doing a podcast, that's all they're hearing. I mean, that's all they, that's all they're getting is your voice. Yeah. Right. That's right. It's massively important. I can't overemphasize it. And for me, the, the additional discovery was very critical that there's, our voice is linked inextricably to our alignment, our integrity, our honesty. And the more we can expand the range of our voice, the more of ourselves we can bring to that voice. And so there's this wonderful positive loop where our voice improves and I wouldn't say our personality improves. Our personality comes out more and more clearly because we're able to paint different colors with our voices that previously we'd been restricted by perhaps vocally that restricted us emotionally and psychologically. So for me, there's a wonderful release that happens when we learn how to harness the power of the voice that affects many other aspects of our being. I didn't even think about that. You are so true. And how we at maybe at times in our life have been afraid to speak up, right? Or have had our voice, yeah. you know, shh. What do they said? What do they used to say about kids? You should be seen, you're not heard. Ooh, yeah. that's and cold. Also, cold. Also, I'll give you just one anecdote if we've got time for it. Absolutely. From my my school days, we used to have a huge assembly hall. And my very first music lesson was the piano teacher, the music teacher was sat at a piano at the far end of the hall. All these little kids, I guess we were eight or nine, were lined up at the other end. One by one, the kid had to walk all the way across that assembly hall to the piano. The piano teacher then went bing and played one note on the piano. And the child had to sing that note. If the child went ping, the music teacher said, you can sing. The child went back, happy as Larry. If that child walked all the way across, went ping, and the child went bong, you can't sing. And they walked back across that whole assembly hall in tears, knowing from that moment on they, they can't couldn't sing. sing. Yeah. And so I think we get... A lot of our songs, our inner songs, crushed out of us by various people who are not meaning to crush us necessarily. They want to teach us. They want to help us. But they give us messages that sometimes can really hold us back. And then we end up holding ourselves back by saying, I can't sing. I've got a boring voice. I don't do this. I can't do that. And so the release of the voice really is a, a deep matter again that goes, I'm not a therapist, you know, but it goes all the way back often to childhood experiences where for some reason or another, we we weren't able to speak our truth in the way that we needed to. And then it can become a struggle to do so again. And then especially you pair that with uh, asking for the sale and you're, you're playing with all kinds you're of in stuff. trouble you're in trouble <laughs> oh my gosh Howard I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours and I know that our our listeners and our viewers that are on YouTube would love to get in touch with you or to at least find out more about you and I understand that um, there's some great little things that they can get if they go to this website what is it it why don't you give it to us 
Yeah, sales system. So sales with an S and then system123.com. And that's really, if you have trouble with what some of the things we've been talking about with creating real professional relationships, with opening doors, with closing, selling online, it's a free three-part video series that unlocks many of these powerful aspects of the voice. And they're very practical, they're quick, they're simple. And I love them because they have a profound effect on on the self at a deeper level than just the voice. And so I invite your listeners to check that out. And then really for me, if they want to then go deeper, there's ways they can reach out with me right there once they've gone through those. And I'm just delighted to talk to anyone who wants to bring their charismatic energy into their closing, their sales and their on-camera life. Beautiful. Oh, I'm going to be referring a lot of people to you. <laughs> no worries <laughs> there. Um, so I'll put the link in the show notes so people can just click on that. It's salessystem123.com. I'll put that in the show notes. They can they can come visit it and reach out to Howard. He's lovely. Uh, have a conversation with him because you also might, you know, for me, I'm going to have a conversation with him, a much deeper conversation with him when it comes to my business for me, not so much with with my voice, but with the with my branding aspect of my branding. And so that I want to make sure that I'm clearly communicating what it is that I want to do for people with the outside world. And and Howard is going to be that person for me that's going to help me. <laughs> help me. Oh, bless you. <laughs> so thank you so much, well, Howard. You know, I just really yeah. appreciate it. We'll make sure again, we'll put the, the link in the show notes. People could find out more at sales system. 123.com and howard again thank you so much you're welcome back on the show anytime um it's been my pleasure having you on the program and um i want to do some joint work with you as well we're going to be doing stuff together i know i can feel it in we my are. bones um Me i want to thank you thank you uh, thank you also wonderful listeners and viewers you know you can get this podcast uh, you can subscribe to it on apple spotify pandora you name it any of the major podcast platforms, you can subscribe to it, but also you can view the podcast, call it a vodcast. You can view the podcast um, on YouTube and you can subscribe to the channel there if you wish, or if you resonate with this, or if you want to share this video on your social media, please do so. There's someone, one of your friends or family members, somebody is going to say thank you for sharing that video with Howard because I got a lot out of it. And now I feel excited about sales. I feel excited about asking for money for my services. Return on investment, baby. So please do exactly. share this. And if you want more information about the podcast, of course, go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you want more information about me, you can go to christineblasdale.com. All of those links will be in the show notes. And uh, just want to thank you so much. And also, I want to remind you to always think outside of that damn box. Bye for now. Bye.